Welcome to the Beyond Best podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Eduardo. We'll share with you interesting stories of people who are part of Best. We hope you enjoy the show. All right, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Beyond Best podcast. In today's episode, we are going to interview Jeffrey Van Beers. He is our current treasurer in Best Alumni Network. And with that, let's start the interview. Yeah. Hey, Jeff. So thank you for, for accepting our invitation. It's a pleasure to talk to you. So maybe to start, to kick off the conversation, do you want to present yourself to, to the listeners? Like, what's your name? Where do you come oh. from? Yeah, Where yeah. are you currently living? And, you know, this kind of basic information. So I am Jeffrey Van Beers. I am uh, 36 years old, six years old already. Uh, it used to be less, but yeah, you know, yeah, I'll put up. Um, I'm from the Netherlands, uh, but I nowadays live, live in Berlin, Germany, as a, and I work as a software developer. And beyond that, I like to bicycle and, well, travel normally, but that's a bit of a problem right now. So yes, um, beyond this, I don't know. Uh, I've been to Treasury now for almost two years of the best alumni network, and, well, it has been fun, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, it's time to uh, pass on the... the to the next the... generation, right? Yes. So well, maybe to be interesting for, for the listeners, uh, how did you end up with Best Alumni Network? What was your story? Oof. My story goes back, way back when I was a bestie. In uh, 2006, I think. I can, let me see if I can find any links for it. Um, there was an alumni net meeting in Eindhoven, my LBG by Miriam, and well, I was president of, president of my best group there then, and I was invited to, you know, join along a bit and see what uh, uh, happens. Uh, yeah, on the alumni terms of meeting, let me see if I can find it. No. Ah, there was alumni net uh, gathering in Eindhoven. This is yes, the one yes. About. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. like back in 2006. Yeah, I think I saw that on PA, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And oh, I was okay. there as a as a guest, as the best best president of my LBG. Okay. Um, yeah, to talk to the alumni of back then. They're still alumni now, but you know, not so that involved now. Like, yeah, <laughs> Younger you. alumni. Well, yeah, they're still alumni. You know, you, you have to stop sitting being alumni, being an alumnus when you go older. Yeah, but in two thousand six, you're not alumnus. Like no, were... no, no, I was a bestie. Yeah, you were a bestie, right? Yeah. A uh, long, long time ago. Uh, that's... Well, 2006, yeah, that's 14 years ago. So, yeah. Yeah. so basically you saw those uh, dinosaurs speaking about something, and what happened after that in 2006? What changed? Uh, well, it's a long time ago, so I don't exactly remember everything. Uh... Well, tell us what you remember. I mean, how was, the, how was, how was, to, meet in, how was to meet these people in 2006, and why, why this... The... Why this comes to mind when you think about best alumni? Sorry, you're hard to hear, uh, Iruako. <clears throat> so, uh, I don't know, maybe I can increase my volume. So, why did, like, why does 2006 come to mind when you, when you think about, like, best alumni? And, uh, like, what was so, let's say, remarkable for you? In that ah, event? okay. So, that's also around the time where the alumni started to be invited on uh, uh, alumni meetings next to the GA or General Assembly or President's Meeting of Best. Okay. And since that time, I know about them. 
Okay. And before that, there were just alumnus, alumni from my own best group, you know, coming by once every so often, drink our beer and go away again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. Okay, so around the time. Okay. But and yeah, when, that's, when, uh, that's when things started to be a bit organized in terms of um, alumni organization. And it started out with alumni net. And this eventually uh, evolved into the best alumni network, which we have now. So yeah, I've been fam familiar with best alumni network or its predecessor before I was even alumnus. But more of a, yeah, it started out with, you know, casually, okay, yes, you're the old, the old people. But now I'm old people myself, so. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you're not so old. Um... What did you What did you remember about this 2006 event? Do you remember anything? Not a little bit. I only know that it was at Miriam's place, and you know, we had some food. We talked a bit, and I don't know anything any anymore. So it's like 15 year, 14, 15 years ago. It's way too long. No, but then I noticed. Okay, there are alumni at the, of the, the general assemblies and presidents meetings, and then I became an alumnus myself and went to these events. And then I decided, okay, I want to do something more. And I decided to become treasurer of the of the organization. Maybe before that, because for our listeners, I guess it will be interesting. We have this uh, general elections now, general assembly and so on. What was your reasoning to join BAM? What would you say to someone who maybe saw some alumni on a party and uh, it's thinking, should I join this organization or not? So what was your motivation to join it? My motivation to join is this is uh it's fairly cheap, so it's like the the the, the cost the the risk is fairly low, which is one of the things so it's for me it's one of the few things which you have as best alumni, which is for all the best alumni and is actually sustainable in the long term. We've had some great initiatives in the past, like another podcast series or uh, the ABC, and they always depend on the same people and when they say those people stop the the service the event stops, which is regrettable. So I think having an organization is the only way to ensure that this moves forward. It's also one of the reasons why I will not be going again as treasurer, because I think we need to move forward with another person taking a bit of charge. Well, three people actually, not only me, not only <laughs> not the treasurer, me. but also the president and the secretary. Yes. Okay. So, so that's it. I think it's the only thing for the best alumni, for all the best alumni that is in any way sustainable over the long term. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's good that you mentioned because I think this is the same spirit in BEST that um, usually if you have these opportunities as a student to go to a different roles and experience um, different uh, like responsibilities and, and to grow in, in them. And then after that, you try to find something uh, new that you are interested in. Unless there is no nobody to run for the same position, then I guess you're forced to be <laughs> over and over again the same person. But um, <laughs> maybe this is something I wanted to piggyback because I guess you had quite a lot of experience in the LBG Eindhoven, isn't it? In terms of leadership positions. Yes. Well, I've been there for a few years. Around 2004, I started. Until early 2009, I was made alumnus. And then afterwards, I was still around a bit, helping out here and there. And I've been treasurer of the best group and afterwards one year of president. So 2005, I've been treasurer. 2006, I've been president. 2007, 2008, I was like former board years, a bit, a bit around to help out. And then 2009, I became alumnus of the And best I just group. wonder how, how this position as being a treasurer in the local group helped 
does it help you now being the treasurer in this international organization, which it's uh, more related to alumni uh, and not to students? Mostly I know how to make a budget. So if there was an event, and I was like, okay, we need to do this, we need to do this, okay. Let's just start with a few numbers and see what we end up with. And then start calling if the numbers are right. Okay, let's put in more numbers. Okay, we have like about 30 participants, then maybe 32 participants for an event. Okay, we need about this much money for food per person per day. Make a few calculations. Okay, then we need to ask this for fee. We need to maybe, yes, uh, get some money somewhere else. At least in the best group, we got grants from everywhere. As best alumni network, we're not there yet, but well, let's see what we can do in the future. So yeah, it helps mostly with making a, being able to make a budget, and yeah, which is a nice skill, but it's also not very hard. You know, you need to sit down for an hour, two hours, and you're there. You make it sound so easy. Is it really? Yeah. In a way, it is. I mean, okay, you need to know how to work with, with a spreadsheet. That's important. But beyond that, it's just sitting, thinking, okay, what do we need to have? Like food, logistics, hotel. Okay, you do a few inquiries or you have some people asking for you around how much it costs, you start with a budget. And that's like the first budget is very, very rough draft, draft. Then afterwards, you start calling. Okay, there are these hotels. These cost so much per night. These cost so much per night. Okay, we need a bus for going from this place to this place. Okay, we've called. Okay, this costs so much. Okay. And you start filling in the numbers and they get slowly more real. So you, afterwards, you get like into a good, uh, have a good idea how much it costs. Because it differs, I mean, we had an event, when I was president of, treasurer of my LBG, or president, all our events were in the Netherlands. Maybe, okay, once we went, went a bit south to Belgium, but that's it. Yes. But here is Best Alumni Network, my one event we had, afterwards the pandemic came. So yes, that didn't work out. We had an event in, in, in Aranda, Spain. I do not speak Spanish. <laughs> I, okay, they use Euro, which is great, for at least, you know, uh, you know no, no, no conversion rates between Euros and local currencies, but you still need to think, okay, I need to arrange this, that, and then have other people help out with the local uh, arrangements. There are actually a lot of things to think about and a lot of yeah. places it can go wrong. Yes. Right? And how do you mitigate the risk? Uh, by having a bit of a buffer. I usually tend, okay, I have a budget for an event and I say, okay, we have 10% unforeseen or... Um, Around 10%, I make like, uh, say, okay, there's interesting costs, which I didn't think about this, which, which might pop up. Like, for example, if you didn't think about uh, pens and paper and stuff for the event, then, okay, from the budget, you take a few bit more money for that in the end to, uh, yeah, to cover the costs. So that's what I always do. I mean, other people might have other ideas how to do it, but I, I tend to build in a buffer of unforeseen costs, which I could not expect beforehand or did not think about for events or for the yearly uh, budget. And I just wonder, is this something that you learn by doing in best in those leadership positions or you maybe learn it uh, by attending some of the workshops that uh, best provides for leadership or other I, skills? I haven't had any best workshop on budget making or anything. I've had budget, I've had trainings in best by, for example, Be Proud, uh, train, uh, leadership training. But it didn't really cover budgets. It was more about building a team and getting them to do achieve goals rather than the specifics of budget making or, you know, fundraising. So that's where, I mean, I never really did like company calling, but I did do fundraising to grants and everything back when I was treasurer of 
my best group. But no, for budget making, I just, okay, the old treasure set me down, said, okay, we go this, do this, and yeah, some questions, and then, okay, <laughs> we could tell you. <laughs> Good You're certified. Ciao. You're certified. Yeah. <laughs> Don't much. bother me. <laughs> <laughs> You need to uh, make a budget. You need to send it to university. You need to send it there. Okay, cool. You need at the end. You need to make a, a financial report. You need to send it there. All right, that's it. I'm I'm sure that there is one favorite question that Edu always asks to to current bodies. Yeah, yeah. I can <laughs> ask the I can ask the favorite question. Um, so, what have you learned during this period uh, in the Benbard? So, like, uh, you you spent you know almost two years in as a treasurer, but I guess more than more than a treasurer, you were also involved in the various projects. You were working on the strategic thinking of the organization. So, what was your favorite part uh, in well in taking this role in, in the Benbard? Oof, my favorite. Wait, the question was first my favorite part, or the question was the yeah, what, what you what, learn? Yeah, favorite part and what you learn. Yeah, we can start with the, what you learn. So, favorite part is talking with my fellow boardies. Mm-hmm. Always sitting down, like every week or almost every week, sit down together, talk a bit, discuss what's happening, and move things forward. And what I learned is expect the unexpected. In our case, of course, there's this big, big thing called the pandemic, which was. I want to organize events. I really want to organize events. And then suddenly nobody is having events. I mean, we cannot really be blamed because things like the Olympics, which are like 2,000 times as huge as the any event we've ever done, also have been postponed, you know? So it's yeah. a bit basically out of our hands, but this is one of those things like, okay, well, this sucks. Um, we, every time I was really pushing, like, okay, at least make a go, no go. For every time there's a possible event popping up, have a deadline to say yes or no. And well, so far it's been no because pandemic things are terrible. Yeah, expect the unexpected. I mean, I guess it goes back to the budget thing, right? It, it, it's, it's, it's funny in a way that, that it, it circles around. Um, so how do you expect the unexpected? I mean, the unexpected can simply pop up. So what do you do to be prepared uh when the unexpected comes to you do you have a is it is it a mindset or is it just you build a bit first you build in a bit of flexibility like in the the budget i always have a bit of unexpected money uh like expenses for as a buffer so the second thing of course is when something happens which you cannot really predict you sit down for a minute and think okay now what what's the next step what are we going to do it will take a bit of time of course you need to adapt and then you move forward with a new plan. And for that, I really, really have to thank Marie and Thunder there as well for, you know, having these online events or a podcast helping out or starting out with the procedure here. Because if it wasn't for that, we still need to provide some kind of content to our members. And, well, offline things are not happening at the moment. So we had to start with a, quite a big uh, online uh, program. I would say. So, did you know them before you you, you joined Bam? Do you know Marie and Thunder in the past? Have you met I, them in person event? I've met Thunder before. I've met uh, Davide before, but I've not really met Marie before. I mean, there was a private area. I see that I met her at a general assembly meeting 
France 2012, but ah, yeah, because she we don't remember course. each other. So it's a big event, 200, 300 besties around. So yeah, she I was... never, never met Marie. And I've met Thunder like once or twice before at Alpine Jam, I think. <laughs> which is a fantastic event in Torino. Uh, everybody should join that at some point in their career or quest. I hear Eduardo laughing. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's a funny event, go. This um, podcast today was sponsored by LBG Torino and Alpine Jam. <laughs> you should all go there. <laughs> I can be to to no, some of the jumps. They're really interesting. I didn't so, know yeah. David Detwell either beforehand. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I've heard of him before, but see, maybe seen seen or spoken with him twice. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. I mean, when it comes to the bodies, the advisory board, I know quite well. Christian and Pierre, Eduardo a bit less, but Christian I know quite well. He lives in Berlin as well. Um, he helped me out quite a bit when I moved here. And Pierre, I've seen on many many occasions. Um, yeah, we we yeah. we we seen our, we seen each other a few occasions, but that's true. Yes. Not, I mean, I I was like a late joiner to the party. Well, you you are younger, so you know you. <laughs> exactly. Later. <laughs> but, but you know, I mean, I'm asking I'm this sure question. Alumni like two years, three years, which. Yeah, which exactly. Take, uh, Eduardo, yeah, he's been here, here out forever. Um, I'm asking this question is because um, in general, people who apply for BAN or who want to apply for leadership positions, I guess they would have the same thing on their mind uh, if they know the people or if they have met them maybe on some jump somewhere in Torino, for instance. And um, what is your experience working with people that you don't know so well? Kind of curiosity. Maybe our listeners, who somebody who want to apply for such leadership positions and maybe a little bit reluctant that they don't know uh, with whom they're going to invest uh, one year or two years uh, together. So what was your experience being part of the board? It's, uh, we made a mistake, a big one. We should have done an event with ourselves, a team building event with the three of us, really to get to know each other like in life situation, uh, go somewhere, get a room and, you know, get, get posters out and uh, plan things. Because it would would have really helped, I think, in many ways, in that regard, to just you know get to know each other um, on a better level than what we did. Is we never really got around to it, and then suddenly it wasn't possible anymore, and now it's too late. To uh, yeah, so that's my first thing. If if the new board arrives, um, get a meeting together. I can host even. I have uh, hopefully ne- next week I start, start having a new place, two bedroom apartment. I have a big room where they all, where I can put some people in. And oh. uh, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody at Jeffrey. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, three people. Uh, as if Corona goes allowed. <laughs> but that's about it. Now, uh, that's the first thing I would say. The other thing is there's always new people, and even the people you know or you think you know, but now you start working with them more seriously, it will be also, will also be a surprise. So that's okay. Um, you just learn from it, I guess. Uh-huh. But how was it, how was it working with them? I mean, uh, even without Ambividric, because I would say that even without uh, the, this physical like meeting, you you still managed to do like awesome work. And you, I mean, you. I was talking to you, and uh, like it seemed like you were actually a good team, you know. Uh, so how do you how do you manage to make to make a team without even meeting like any time? I mean, sure, if you had meet physically, it would be probably be better, but uh, you still manage it without it. So regular communication. Even when I was busy, I was still like online, available for questions or asking. And okay, sometimes things would take a bit longer, 
because if you're busy with like for example uh work or sickness or anything which pops up which sometimes takes priority over ban shouldn't happen but you know it happens uh, things can be more important at the moment then you just stay in communication st stay in communication stay in contact and say okay guys this is what's up it will be done maybe next week maybe two weeks two weeks rather than now and um, if you need help, ask for it or say, okay, I moved this thing, thing forward, but I'm stuck here. Um, let's think about this, uh, how, how to continue here. So that's the most important thing. Stay, stay in contact with each other. We have a regular board meeting where we just talk a bit and move things forward. If, I mean, for the new board, uh, you recommend communication, to focus on communication and to focus on um, having a proper team building at the beginning of their mandate. Yes, definitely. Uh, team building, okay, when is possible? I mean, the new board will start, they will be elected at the end of April, I think. Then we have two months of knowledge transfer, and then, then on the 1st of July, they officially start. But at that moment, at that moment there will still be restrictions in place across Europe to, to meet each other. So they have to see, but if, when it's possible, they should really try to meet up with each other. That's really one thing I can recommend for them. If only for like a long weekend, Friday to Saturday, Friday to, Sunday, to talk discuss, have a few beers, good food. <laughs> no, 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 it's important. Uh, yeah, okay, of course, I, I agree. Yeah. Get shots and get wasted. I'm saying, have one, two beers, have some good food, relax, cholera. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, that, that that's, pretty, that, that's probably the most uh, important part in life, really. I mean, to, uh, and there is where... That's where maybe the best ideas come up is when you are in that relaxed mood. So yes, they, they they help as well. It's it's you need both. I would say you need the active. Okay, I'm presenting something. I have a I've posted. I have a whiteboard. I write down things. We we do brainstorming. We do this. We do that. And then okay, we have break. We have a break. We have food. We have a drink. We talk. We we do some bullshit. Can I say bullshit? I will say bullshit. Yeah, you can say bullshit. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not sure if there was any. Uh... <laughs> no, 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 no. Bullshit is not uh, like. Uh, it's not. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. One of the words you cannot say on the radio. <laughs> it's not radio. <laughs> <laughs> then just you know enjoy a bit and and then also things move forward at least from the more in the inter interpersonal perspective you get along better then. We spoke about a lot about ban and teamwork and. Um how you apply some of the things that you know from best as well. And I guess it's, it's natural to, um, to ask you, is there something that you would like to give as, um, as uh, advice to the future treasurer? Because you did it for two years. So it's like, what will be your learning point for them? And of course, it's not very, let's say, normal best year. You mentioned that there was a COVID and so on. So please feel feel free to just uh, think advice, if there's yeah yeah my one piece of advice. To, uh, good one. To always listen to the former treasurer. <laughs> <laughs> Give him money. No, 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 no. no. no okay. This seems to be like an order, to... actually. <laughs> Not no, uh, my advice is to start planning for a nice event in Flanders, hopefully. In November, if possible, there will be a president's meeting of the best group of best, and hopefully we'll have an alumni meeting next to it. Yeah, I've seen the region where it will take place. I am familiar with the region because it's next to where I was, where I grew up, but then across the border into Belgium. So yes, it will be 
November. It will not be warm, but it will be very nice and cozy. And if the ghouls allow it, I'll be there. Uh, yeah. So start planning for this. I will help out a bit in the beginning. Uh, beyond that, really try to check the bank account every week and write down what happens. Usually you just get money in. And we have a bit of flexibility now. We have quite, we have, I wouldn't say we're rich, but we have some money on the bank account now to do some nice stuff with um, in regards to online events. If we need software for something, make things easier. Um, if things could cost five hours without, or five to 10 hours of being stuck with something, and you have some software you paid for five, ten year, five or 10 euro one time, and it frees up a whole lot of issues, it usually is worth it. But yeah, so look into that if you can make things easier by spending money. Look into grants. I haven't looked into them at all yet. I mean, but we are thinking about having uh, internships or for the besties. Um, if, if there are grants from European level to be able to pay these people, because if, I, if any decent amount of money for an internship is beyond our budget and will be for the very foreseeable future. Because if you spend a thousand euro a month for, a, for an internship, which is a decent amount, I would say, it's not our budget. The budget on a year, yearly basis outside of events is two to two, three thousand euro, which is not a lot of money. Well, it's a lot of money, but it's not a lot if we have to spend thousands on our internship. So <laughs> impossible. Uh, beyond this, there is one more thing I wanted to say is wait, let me think. Look into grants, events. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I forgot. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. Maybe. For our listeners, some of them, they don't know about this internship uh, initiative. And um, I just wonder, well, have you the board researched about the idea of donations? And we'll, if we are registered as this uh, non-profit for, um, for common good, or I don't know how it is in the legal terms in Belgium, is this going to be encouraged alumnus to donate? I just want to ask if, if um, our, let's say, Legal entity provides donation and then some tax deduction if people donate directly. No, uh, we are a legal ent- we are a legal entity in Belgium uh, without uh, without aim to make profit, but we are not a charity with for which you can deduct the taxes yet, especially not from outside of Belgium. If they looked into that, that was almost impossible. Inside Belgium would be better, but still, no. Uh, we are not there. We need to qualify, I think. And I have not really yeah, looked I'm... further into it. Like, okay, this is getting... Yeah, no, the they, there, is a, there is a complex process to go there. And I don't think we even qualify because we're more like... We're not really a charity, as you said. I mean, yeah. We're more like a networking organization. So yes. We're kind of benefiting ourselves. We're not really benefiting others. I mean, we are by like strictly improving society, but it's not like, oh, we are donating money to cure polio or whatever uh, polio is already cured so that's okay no i mean it's not <laughs> completely eradicated but no uh, okay but that's uh this is a different thing but yeah yeah, we know yeah this, is, this is important actually it's important to make this distinguish but um yeah this answers my, my question actually yeah uh-huh. okay and uh edu do you have any questions on your mind yeah so yep yeah. Maybe so we talked a bit about uh, like the general situation and things. Maybe if you had to if you had to sit your put yourself now as a retired uh, Jeffrey having a good beer in your terrace, 
uh, and uh, imagining, you know, Ben uh, in the future. What what did you what did you like to see uh, Ben doing and like this organization going forward after you after you finish your mandate? Maybe in the next uh, one year, two years, five years. Do okay. you have an idea? Events. I want to have events. I have some ideas for some events myself, which I might work on afterwards. After I first, I will take a break. You know, sit down <laughs> and uh, do something else for a bit. Enjoy the summer. Yeah. Then afterwards, there might be PM Flanders, which I might have some want to be involved in or not. I'm not sure yet. Uh, then events, events, events. This depends, of course, on the whole pandemic situation. I don't know how it evolves. There's quite a few good things going happening for it, like people getting vaccinations. But on the other hand, there are these mutated variants which are like complicated. So when possible, try to have events again. Not only the alumni meetings, but also there used to be ABC Alumni Business Camp. Try to try to talk to the original founders of this and see what we can do to get this into uh, into BAN as an active uh, event type, I would say. I have some ideas for some cultural events, but I need to work on them and process them before I will talk about them in, uh, in big detail. So more like uh, seeing two cities at the same time. Well, not at the same time, but after each other kind of thing. Maybe some more sports, sports activity related, like cycling or walking, hiking. Well, then, you know, visit the city and then visit the next restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and have the next beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, it's fantastic, but we need something more. Something more with content, something more. So what kind of events would you like? Which, maybe, so then I can ask you, which kind of events would you like to see, like, in general? You don't need to go into specifics of the projects that you have in your I, mind. But, okay. Uh, I talked with Christian Banek at some point about uh, there is a lake at the border of Switzerland, Austria, and Germany, Bodensee. Yeah, Bodensee, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, about a cycling tour around it. Mm-hmm. But then things got busy, and then things got impossible. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a very big thing, actually, what I want to talk about. So that's yeah. one of the things. I would, there is a couple of islands in the north of the Netherlands, and during the low tide, when the sea is low, you can walk to those islands with a guide. And uh, that would be a nice thing to have, but that's also there's a very limited amount of people who can participate because the guides will not take more than 20 people or so. Beyond this, what I wanted to say is really uh, plan things for the next board. Like, I want, if you want to have a certain event, start planning for it and make sure COVID happens so that it happens. Otherwise, you're just going to be not doing it because there will always be something which will pick up, take up your time. There will always be otherwise things which pick up your time otherwise. So plan for the things you really want to do, because otherwise, the things that, that want to be done will get the, the other Otherwise, if you don't prioritize things, the things will get prioritized by themselves, and you are just going after the facts. Yeah, that's what a good and, lesson, yeah. Yeah, exactly. What I understand from it is react, that if you don't plan, you react to the, the events, right? Is this what you wanted to yes. mention? I mean, some things are... Uh, yeah, obvious. Well, you can't plan for them or you can't prioritize against them. But other things, well, you can really say, okay, no, for example, Aganda, we said, no, we really want Aganda to happen. So we really planned and started moving big things forward, even though the, bu- the time was short. It was our first event, so we don't know much about budget yet. And we don't know much about um, logistics. Spain, no, none of the bodies are from Spain. So, but we wanted to have an event just to say, okay, we're here. We, uh, we know how now how to do it and know how to uh, organize events, but 
then we can't anymore, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's Seems true. like you have a big regret in with the COVID, like that uh, we are not able to organize events. Uh, yes, so that that is the that's your biggest regret, I would say. Uh, yes. So what is so important for you personally, and what do you think it's so important in for for an organization like Ben to have uh, events? What 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 is what is an event and why that's so important for you? When we were besties, we met people from all kinds of different cultures, from all across Europe. And we are with our alumni. We still want to do this, but we have less time. So we have to make it happen somehow. And as a body, I felt in a way responsible to make sure this happens. So COVID is this way I get because whatever I do, I cannot make events happen because it's simply not possible. If, 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 if like the, the football competitions got cancelled, postponed, Olympics got postponed, and what like, am I going to do for like, you know, 200 people in uh, alumni engineers across Europe? Also nothing. So I don't blame myself here. I don't blame anybody here from fun. But yeah, so this is, it's a big, big regret. Like, I cannot do this, but it's also not really my fault. So I, I, li I really like to meet, meet people at events. I really like to talk with people, get to know them. And for this, you have to make time. And I really want to make time, but yeah. Currently, it's not possible anymore. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon, yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Hopefully soon. I'm waiting for Flanders as well, yeah. Def that would definitely be fun. Yeah. <clears throat> is, it, is it about meeting new people that you like in events? Or is it about the, the chill time? Is it about the, the various cultural backgrounds that you can meet at the same time? Is it about the intensity? What is your favorite part in events? Meeting and hanging out with the people. Not only the new ones, also the old ones which I've met before. But yeah, that's the favorite part because some of them are my friends, some of them are my future friends, and I really like to get to know them. I mean, it's always good to hang out with people, have a good time. And well, I've seen it now in the pandemic, it really, really bumps me out. Like sitting at home. I, I've started a new job in December and I have not met any of my colleagues. I've only seen them online. I've not been to the office. I've had my interview online. It's... So weird. Everything is weird. And everything, every, everybody is becoming weird as well. Like, yeah. because we, we lack our daily interaction, I would say, or weekly or monthly, depending on how introvert you are or extrovert. Like, you, you lack your regular interaction with people, and suddenly it will be hard. It will be interesting to see how we get back from this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I will get back from it. No, no, no problems, but it will take time. Yeah. 